The following is a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com. This episode of the Podcast of Terror is brought to you by our friend and frequent guest, Matt Vincent. Head on over to thehate.com. That's T-H-E-H-V-I-I-I dot com. And use the code HBG15 for 15% off your order. Welcome to episode 64 of the Podcast of Terror, a production of the Galactic Network. This is a podcast about all things that are supposed to scare you. I'm your host, Matt Stein. With me, as always, is Corey. I try and hug random bosses, but then I stop because they might fire me, Scott. Corey, how are you? I mean, if you sneak on them just right, then they can't fire you if you also knock them in the back of the head and run away. Generally, a reach around will keep your job. So mm. just get up in there. Just grab a whole... Mm, fistful of dick <laughs> sorry got away from it quick <laughs> for more on this podcast including show notes uh content information subscription links go to gncast.com slash pot uh you can chat with us on our slack channel during our shows at gncast.com slash sign up uh or in youtube as some people do and while you're over there you can subscribe to our newsletter as well podcast tears spoiler heavy if you haven't seen the piece of steamy dog shit that we're watching this week go do it now it's called grave of the vampire it's so bad it's on youtube for free but uh just don't watch it because it's bad listen to this we'll, we'll ruin it for you and, that's sort of the equivalent of like drinking nasty ass old expired milk and telling your friend this is horrific just drink this just taste it <laughs> a little bit of taste jump right in um and I, I have a potty mouth Corey wants me to let you know um luckily this week We'll get into the shitty movie in a little bit, but we're joined by the legendary leader of the Galactic Network, the uh, host of the Galactic Radio, co-host of the Alien Invasion podcast, and also my co-host on Weird World Weekly, Tasteful Dick Dave Nelson. Dave, how are you? <laughs> I don't think I'm comfortable with, um, what'd you call me? Tasteful, tasteful no. Dick? Well, no. we had that conversation, what, Tasteful Dave Nelson or Tasteful Dick legend. Dave? Call me a legend. I don't, oh. I'm not with that. I like how you're <laughs> cool with me talking about your tasteful bottom ball, but we can't talk about how you're legendary. I'm also not comfortable with the sex talk on this podcast. I barely Why let you, you hear that. You, you asked to come back. Actually, I kind of asked you and you agreed to. Yeah. I mean, are you really uncomfortable with it? Do we have to stop? No, go, go on. <laughs> I wasn't going to stop. I feel like stop. I've done a lot of damage to this network since joining up with it. <laughs> I wasn't going to stop anyways. Hey, we've brought in listeners that aren't from other hair shows over, so you're welcome. You guys have some, no, you guys have some great numbers. I'm I'm pretty impressed with your download. Seven is a great number. <laughs> Corey rubbed eight. Get your shit together. Seven's a better number. Seven is a much better number. I'm unsubscribing tomorrow. At least it's not one, because one is the loneliest number. Mm. And two could be just as bad as one, but not as lonely as the number one. Well, there is that point where two become one. Is that space docking? Uh, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> Who's receiving I, who? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a Spice Girls reference, so yes, it's space docking. Oh, okay. It's spice docking. Spice docking. Ooh, ginger spice. I'm going to get you someday. I'm going to mm. get you someday. That's um, a good poll. So, <laughs> hey Dave, how are you? We never got to that part. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk about horror films, right? Is that uh, is that what this podcast is about? This uh, this horror. week's horror film is Spice World. Yeah, Spice World. 
No, to answer your question, I'm good. I'm good. 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 Very busy, but good. Yeah. Thanks again for coming. I know we had to uh, reschedule a little bit because of because ultimately I'm sick. <laughs> I was going to say it's all of our schedules, but no, it's just me being sick. Yeah. And um, yeah, but whatever. We're still going to get this out on time. Um, I've lost my train of thought due to cold medicine. That's going to be happening a lot tonight. Uh, Corey, it's up to you to bring it back around. Once a week, it's either Matt's drunk or Matt's on methamphetamines. Which is kind of like being drunk, but I think I'm more fun when drunk than on meth. We'll see. We'll have to find out. <laughs> you be the judge. Which one Which one am I better at? Methamphetamines well, Matt, or drinking? Well, Matt, if you actually, if you want to you know, tap out, I can take the lead. I can be the host podcast if you'd like i uh have experience in that I, you guys you guys i'll just i'm just here for color commentary at this point <laughs> click record. dave's just looking for an excuse to take off his pants yes oh you guys have pants on i don't that's that was i don't know that these qualify but sure well it's still like 100 degrees in california isn't it it's it's been i mean it's been balls warm it's it's not been pleasant for the middle of november uh, I'm sleeping with the window open and two fans on me. Yeah, I but I am fat. <laughs> I'm a rotund noodle. So. You are the perfect amount of man. That's mm-hmm. what I say. Um, yeah, it's like 45 degrees here. Dave, how about you? We're we're talking about the weather. Dave, how's the weather? Uh, the weather is pretty nice this week. Today was a high of 12, and that's Celsius. oh, that's Celsius, yeah. Celsius. I I've been in Canada so long, I forget what it translates Let into. We get out a calculator. Fahrenheit is anymore. Celsius. Uh, it's four donuts. Four donuts. And a cup. <laughs> no, no, oh, 43. Bits. What's that? 53. 12 Celsius is 53 degrees freedom. I'm not even going to call it Fahrenheit. It's freedom degrees. <laughs> so. Is that what, is that you call it America? Yeah, right now it's 46 freedom degrees here, which is seven degrees Celsius. I feel really really good that we're talking about the weather on our podcast sometimes the weather can be a terrifying little bastard sports is next sport mm. yeah how uh, about that local sports team huh? huh huh well let's beat a sport and get to our first story yeah like Corey said we're gonna talk about some news and then we're gonna talk about this piece of dog shit that dave made us watch <laughs> uh speaking of dog shit uh, first news story is Max Landis is to direct remake of An American Werewolf in London. Now, Max is the son of John Landis, and he had said recently that uh, he gets a question all the time if there's only there's only one of his dad's movies that he would be willing to remake, and he's already doing it. And it turns out that that movie is An American Werewolf in London. Huh. Now, have you guys ever seen the original? No, I've seen parts of it. Uh, the iconic scene when they I, I, maybe it's the first time they show him turning into the uh, the the werewolf. The scene that won an Oscar for Rick Baker. Yeah, that's where he kind of was famous for, right? That's that's kind of that brought him to fame or brought him to the forefront, right? That movie. It, it certainly set it apart being a horror movie and being you know not exactly an even. I don't know if I could consider it mainstream. I mean, it's it was a 1981 film, and the first third of it essentially is these two Americans who are touring around uh, the countryside in London 
wind up in a bar where everybody's held up because they're avoiding going outside. They know that there is a werewolf around there that is attacking and killing people. And so they kind of kick the two Americans out or freak them out enough so that they leave. They get attacked. One of them is murdered. The other one wakes up in a hospital. Uh, and then it goes into the slow metamorphosis of him turning into the world, realizing what's going on as he's killing people at night and also developing a relationship with the nurse who kind of helped bring him back to health while he's in this foreign country uh, because they have healthcare there. But it's it it's a very unusual film because as he's killing people, the people that he's murdered, including his best friend, are showing up to him walking around, not alive, uh, looking totally demolished and stuff, and telling him, you need to fucking kill yourself, dude, because you're just going to make more of us. You know, and they're all pissed off. Like, I had a family, and now I I can't take care of them anymore. But there is the very iconic werewolf transformation scene and some really good effects in it, uh, especially for the time. And it's a, it's a high-quality film. The sequel, uh, American Werewolf in Paris, was not good. But again, probably because of lack of freedom. But they got French fries, though. They do. Uh, but Max Landis doing this. Uh, Max Landis is an interesting character. He's, uh, Dave, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's the sci-fi series that's on BBC America right now, uh, the Dirk Gently series. based off the Douglas Adams book. I haven't watched it, but I'm familiar with it. And Max has also written some recent comic book stuff. He did a Superman uh, miniseries for DC recently. He's he's kind of, he's an interesting guy. Uh, kind of an acquired taste. But I think he would do a pretty good take on this. It's just, it's one of those things where I don't think the movie needs to be remade. But at the same time, if someone's going to do something cool with it, then he might be the one. And as far as like ripping off his dad, yeah, this is what he, if you're going to do it, do this one. So he's just saying that of all of his dad's movies, this is the one that he would redo He's not saying that he's going to redo it. No, he is doing it. He oh, said, yeah. I'd, I'd be willing, uh, the, the only one that I'd be interested in remaking, I'm already doing it. Oh, okay. I'm stupid. You're not stupid at all. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Dave, next time you're on the show, maybe we should do American Werewolf in London because it would movies. be better than either of the shitty-ass movies that you brought that us so far. Far too good for him to uh, ever... <laughs> decide that that's going to be it no next time we're going to do a really bad zombie film oh next time we're just going to stare at a piece of shit for 90 fucking minutes sorry <laughs> the sorry. zombie poo. really flew off the handle there i apologize never never uh so yeah that's going to be a thing nothing about when it comes out though right Corey? uh no i don't think there's been a release date yet just that it's actually been announced that he is actively working on it which is good you know. Fair enough. Speaking of other things that are actively being worked on, Fox is at it again. Except this time, they're making a vampire drama series called The Passage, which sounds stupid as fuck. But Ridley Scott and Matt Reeves are, uh, I don't know, doing something for it. I didn't see. Oh, it must be it must be um, Ridley Scott's production company. Well, it says. Um, Executive producer, including Reeves and Ridley Scott and a bunch of other people, David Zucker. So 
what that really means for it is beyond me, but I would venture to guess that it's just the production company and they have to put his name on there because they have to. Yeah, that's like when you, they say, oh, J.J. Abrams is producing whatever. Yeah. it's not J.J. doesn't come to the set. <laughs> no, no. He gets memos on it, I'm sure, and that's about <laughs> the extent. <laughs> the piece of shit you funded is still happening. I don't know if you guys have been watching Westworld at all because his association with that, I don't know how associated he is with it or not, but that thing is fucking magical. Is it ever? I keep hearing how good it is. It's really good. I mean, there's just so many layers of of story in it, and each different thing that they're doing with it affects me in a different way. Uh, it, it is bum bum. It it's fucking brilliant. I mean, just as a as a writer, because they deal with the writers of the stories of this town. The idea of like having to make all these stories that run concurrently, but then can be affected by people in a different way. It's like role playing, only way more intense, less sexy. It's really good. Uh, anyways, uh, the passage is based off of a series of books by Justin Cronin, uh, which is a fantasy book trilogy. Uh, it begins as a character-driven government conspiracy thriller, thriller, and morphs into a post-apocalyptic saga with vampires. Which sounds like a CW show more than a Fox show. It sounds interesting. Any any anytime somebody throws in post-apocalyptic, I'm in. I feel like post-apocalyptic. Expedalidocious. Post-apocalyptic is overused now. Everything's well, post-apocalyptic. If things hold true. Um, with the presidency, presidency, <laughs> none of us drunk. can talk. Uh, uh, things will change. That will go away, and there'll be more happy, happy, joy, joy things. Um, there'll uh, be less dark movies and TV shows, and more like um, I don't know, bright future type things. That's that's how it goes with whoever's whatever uh, uh, um, political parties in charge. Yeah. Yeah, the X Files come out at the point in time. I want to say was it the Clinton era, so they were trying to do the government conspiracy stuff when people had a trust of the government, but then it kind of lost favor when we started to distrust our government and the show couldn't be as creepy as the real life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and look at uh, look at the rise of something like The Walking Dead. That happened. It started right after the Ob- Obama took over, right? Yeah. Yes. Was it two thousand nine? I forget. Well, whatever, whatever is eight two thousand eight eight years ago. There's some. Shit, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, fuck, man, this <laughs> what happened? I don't know where, how we ended up talking about that. I don't know. Um, yeah. Out. So the passage uh, series spans over a century and focuses on a young girl named Amy who must save the human race. It really it. It's interesting because of the fact that it's a government conspiracy thriller. That involves vampires. I don't know how much that works with post-apocalyptic, but I, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see how they do. But it's always these are the touch and go shows of these kind of genre fiction things that wind up on Fox. And does Fox have the ability to nurture something like this? Mm. It's weird. It's a very popular network, but it, it doesn't do well with its shows. They seem to disappear left and right. Well, what I never the Simpsons. What network in the states airs Wayward Pines? Is that Fox? Yes. yes. 
See, I like that show a lot. I have. How is the newest season? It's good. Is it? I I I really liked the beginning of it, and then as it went on, it kind of pittered out for me. And then didn't it end? Didn't it finish? No, the first season ended on a cliffhanger, and then they, and then they. I didn't even realize they were going to do a second season. Like it was very up in the air because they filmed the first season so long ago. Oh, it took shit. forever to get it on the air, so a lot of the actors weren't available. So they brought in new, a bunch of new actors for the second season. That doesn't surprise me. I don't think they expected it to do half as well as it ended up doing, and that's ultimately what happened. Yeah. Well, according to MasterHerald.com, Wayward Pines season three is definitely a go, as it is the number one scripted show from last summer, says a Fox CEO. Huh. Wow. And that's from eleven hours ago. Damn. Breaking news. So, well, I yeah. guess I'll have to get that one. You heard it here first, and you'll watch it there later. <laughs> all all eight people that listen to this podcast, this is the first time you'll hear that little tidbit. Told you, I'm unsubscribing. Fuck, seven. We're down to seven. We lost one. Have you guys actually seen your real numbers? Yeah, yeah. They're really good. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, you're making... Okay. You're, you're, ruining, you're ruining it, Dave. You got to hold up the sarcasm sign for me. I, I can't even point out that we hit 20,000 downloads because then people know that there's more than eight people that listen. Or those eight people listen a lot. Yeah. You guys got to slow that shit down. I I will put an episode it's on. just a Unabomber in a room somewhere just in a shed. Like, Buck has a tear. Buck has a tear. Buck has a tear. Buck has a tear. <laughs> well, he's, he's, he sent us letters and he said, if we ever stop, he's going to start blowing shit up. So we can't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. I thought he meant like figuratively, like raise the roof, blowing shit up. I yeah, I didn't yeah. understand. Oh, yeah. so this is the podcast version of Speed, the movie. Who's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the Keanu Reeves character in this? Or Jason Patrick? Speaking of uh, Wayward Pines, he's on season two. Oh damn! Wait, he's a replacement for everybody. No, Jason Patrick. Who the fuck is Jason Patrick? To the Google. He was the lead in Lost Boys. Well, I mean, you could argue that the kids were the leads, but still, Jason Patrick replaced Keanu Reeves in the second oh. speed oh. speed on a boat. And is he part of the family of um, the Patrick who is the singer for Filter, and then the other Patrick that's the uh, actor from the X Files? The family based off of their first names? No, Jason Patrick. There's a bunch no, of Patrick actors. I think Corey's drunk. I don't know. I might be. I'm getting fumes from. Matt over there. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna figure out. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out your answer, Dave. Okay. While I figure out that answer, let's talk about the fact that the Witch director Robert Eggers has been confirmed as the uh, that Nosferatu remake is his next film. Now, this is something that we had talked about almost a year. That was probably exactly a year ago. It was the first time Matt Vincent came on because we watched the original Nosferatu, and they had just announced that they were going to be doing a remake. And now, finally, a year later, they're starting to make some headway on it. They better make this fucking creepy as hell. Well, that's the thing. Like, they could really fuck the dog on this thing, and it could not be anywhere near as awesome as it needs to be. Which is because this is the kind of movie that you need to be. It needs to be weird as hell. Yeah. It, it needs to be something that you can't describe because that's that's what the original Nosferatu is. Mm-hmm. It's just like, what the hell am I even watching? I agree. Uh, quick interlude different patrick's okay richard patrick the singer of filter has a k on the end of his name the other patrick that we we're talking about does not it's just oh. ends in a c but richard patrick is brought he 
his brother is the guy from he was the term in, in Terminator Two, and he was also in the X Files. He's been a in, Robert Patrick shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Robert Patrick. All right, cool. Glad we got that answered. So, Nosferatu. Uh, be a remake of the 1922 classic Nosferatu. <sighs> I, I mean, here's here's part of my concern is that, and I know this is now a 16 year old movie, but they did Shadow of the Vampire, which was kind of a it was the behind the scenes of Nosferatu, except that it turned out that the person playing a vampire in the movie was actually a vampire and was going around killing people. And when you when you've done that spoof, and it it had such you know, great people in it like uh, John Malkovich and Willem Dafoe playing these characters. What can you really do remaking this movie to to make it feel fresh and new? Because we've we've taken it from the direction of it's the silent film, it's the classic first adaptation of Bram Stoker's Dracula, and then we've we've seen it updated, but a, a very different take on it with Shadow of the Vampire. What can you do to make this movie now? that isn't either of those things, but still feels like it's true to the original idea. Bananas. That's true. He could kill people with bananas. There you go. And just peel them right open. I didn't realize that Shadow of the Vampire was produced by Nicolas Cage. Well, you know, he had to do stuff while he was trying to get over Elvis Presley's granddaughter. Everybody in this movie. I shouldn't say that. (laughs) Carrie Ells. Eddie Izzard's in it. I've never even seen this movie. I've barely even heard of this movie. Yeah, I've not actually seen it either. I, I just have vivid memories of the the previews for it, and it was one of those things that at the point in time I didn't get to go see. But man, it can't get much creepier than Willem Dafoe, other than throwing Malkovich in it for no reason. Yeah, I mean, if you're uh, listening to this and you're supposed to be on our podcast, you should probably come on so we can do Shadow of the Vampire. That would be a good thing silence. to do. Thanks, Dix. Yeah, there, I, I, I guess getting back on track. There's not a whole lot else that is even mentioned other than he, he Eggers defends the fact that he it's been decided to remake the movie where I think everyone knows deep down inside that they should just leave it alone. Yeah, and he even kind of says, he's like, it it feels ugly and blasphemous and egonomical to, to do this, um, but I'm going to do it anyway. Mm. Seems like a piss poor idea. Yeah, I did. Oh. I mean, it, it, it's it. At least it's not Michael Bay. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> that's all I keep thinking is Michael Bay is like, well, how many explosions are in the vampire story? Well, how many, how well, many cars Michael. can we blow up in this movie? I think I think we can blow up some fucking cars, and I think we can involve the the fucking marines somewhere along the way too. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely have to have the right kind of director for this type of film. Right. Have you ever seen Shadow of the Vampire, Dave? No. I've seen Grave of the Vampire. <sighs> I forgot what uh. you were talking about. Have you seen Nosferatu? <laughs> yeah. Are you at all excited about a remake? Um, depends on how it's done. Like if it's a terrible remake, then I'm not excited. Well, but just... If, if they bring something new to the table, then I'm totally on board. Going based solely on the fact that you know that this is happening, how does that how does that make you feel? I'm actually excited. You I would like okay. I'd like to see it. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure I'll see it. 
eventually unless it gets like rave reviews but unless unless it's good and then fuck that movie uh <laughs> unless it gets uh 98 no 78 percent on rotten tomatoes i'm not gonna see it so shannon now, the, Matt, you, uh, you saw the witch right yeah i did and how was that i liked it but i'm looking i'm on rotten tomatoes shadow the vampire got an 81 percent on rotten tomatoes which was kind of a surprise <clears throat> the witch is not listed <laughs> what's the witch um it takes place in like i don't know here it is i found it got the witch got a 91 percent on rotten tomatoes um it's like it's uh new england i'm trying to think of the time period 19 time of of the witch yeah 1630s 1630 um but it's very like time period accurate so the way that they talk and like it, these people are living and there's no power and it's just like a lot of weird shit happens and it's about there's there's a black goat that dances around that I thought was creepy as fuck but you have to <laughs> go like into it. Half, it's like the first half of the village before it turns out to all be bullshit. Yeah, so you really have to go into that movie knowing that it's going to be really really slow and like kind of boring to to really like appreciate it. Which I'm cool. You watch the first half of the movie, and then you build a barn during the intermission, and then you come back to it, mm-hmm. and then you, you know, burn it down because you saw what the fuck happened in that house. This movie yeah. may have been filmed near me. I'm not mistaken. Are you looking? Are you, are you looking at it right now? I'm looking at the IMDb article. Okay. About it. Yeah. Look, I'm looking at. Gonna look at the Wikipedia. Because there was a, f- a period horror film that was filmed. In Ontario. Oh, the goat's name is Black Phillip. I forgot about that. And it's, it's just Satan in disguise. Aren't all goats just Satan in disguise? Uh, goats are awesome, man. I love goats. So it says, Eggers wanted to film the, pic, uh, the picture on location in New England, but the lack of tax incentives meant he had to settle for Canada. I knew it. So it was filmed in Kiosk, Ontario. Among other places, I think. If you if you replace tax incentives with mortgage, that might be why I settle for Canada. That's true. Yeah, it said it had to be done in a very, very, very off the map and remote location, given the fact that 1630s New England wasn't a, a happening place. But I don't know. I, we're real fucking off topic here. Um, it's like Wisconsin today. Shut up, bitch. Oh, okay. Yeah, this was this was near Algonquin Park, which is this huge provincial park in Ontario. I drove around the um, kind of the perimeter of it when I first moved here. When I first oh, nice. drove, in the middle of goddamn night, there was like signs <laughs> saying like moose crossing and bear crossing, and I'm like, I'm not in uh, America anymore. Nope. Nope. <laughs> yeah, could be a good thing at this point. Um, you either of you have anything else to say? We can tackle this last story and then talk about this fucking movie. The ba- greatest movie ever. Shut you up, know? Dave. You shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't get a chance to really fully understand this, so Corey, I'm gonna lean on you. But Doug Bradley. Speaking of the greatest the- movie ever, yeah. Uh, the potential for what was once could have been Doug Bradley, who famously plays Pinhead in the Hellraiser series, talks about that there was once 
a very real possibility of a Pinhead versus Michael Myers movie. So going back to when they were still in the discussion stages and it didn't look like it was going to happen, there was a lot of talk about Freddy versus Jason. And as that was going on, the people who had the rights to both Hellraiser and Halloween thought, well, what we could do is we could do a pinhead Michael Myers crossover. Uh, I mean, there was a period of time where they were they wanted to cross everything over because of how well Freddy versus Jason did. Well, this was even before Freddy versus Jason came out, and they thought that it wasn't going to happen. In fact, I think part of why it fell apart is that movie did come out, but in, in anticipation of it, they thought, well, it's not going to do very well. And then it did really well. Uh, but the uh, Escott brothers, who produced Halloween, retained control of the sequels and didn't want the crossover to be made, uh, because they didn't want Michael Myers hanging around with the likes of Pinhead, which, yeah. So I rewatched all the the Halloween movies uh, recently because it was fucking Halloween and they were on. And I I kind of I really liked Halloween's uh, four and five, which dealt with uh, a cousin of Laurie Strode's, and they they bring. The, the kind of ending to the Michael Myers story in six by going really supernatural with it. Like at the end of five, they've captured Michael, he's in jail, and then some dude who just is walking around in a trench coat at night who looks like fucking Hellblazer <laughs> walks into the prison. All the police get fucking destroyed. The jail cell is broken open and Michael escapes. And so the, the little girl who's in that movie goes in there uh, and and sees everybody's killed and see that he's gone. And so it's obvious that whoever came in and broke out Michael has some serious power. And then Halloween 6 happens, and it is just terrible. And the whole supernatural thing they introduced to try to explain him is very, very bad. Similar to what they did with uh, the Jason Goes to Hell movie uh, was just awful but a lot of it was like mysticism and things and that's not what either of these characters are really known for or made for and so maybe skipping out on associating Michael Myers with Pinhead was in the long run a good idea because the magic stuff didn't really work out for the character on the other hand the magic stuff was really not well formed and Pinhead and the Hellraiser stuff is awesome so it, it potentially could have been that, but a lot better done. And anything to see Doug Bradley and Pinhead makeup is a good excuse. Which Halloween movie was the one with LL Cool J in it? That was H2O. H2O. Okay. That was, that was the relaunch of Laurie Strode's character coming back. And it kind of ignores the continuity from 4, 5, and 6. And I think to a certain degree, too. I enjoyed that. I think when you start getting into like five, six, seven, and eight of any movie, unless it's backdoor sluts, uh, you just have to assume that you're not going to get such a quality product as you did in the first couple. Yeah, backdoor sluts gets better and better every film, and I, I really have to give it up to the producers who who make. I, where that do they happen. find? How do you how do you top the sluts in nine? And that you found ten. I mean, you're just getting well. I guess you just go open time. up the back door and you look and. There they are. On, on a non-backdoor sluts note, 
Star Trek Six is an excellent movie. Uh, so, so let me ask you this: Is it six in the original series, or are we talking like are you lumping in the new ones with? The no, six ones? in the original series. That was the last one. The with Voyage Home, full original okay. cast. Okay. And sometimes you get you get some gems in there, but I, I really do believe that when you start to have five plus movies of a single series, unless you have enough content to like make them good, you you just you're you can't expect good. Well, it, it's it's funny because it goes down the line and then it gets to the, the this is the one where we're going to end it. We're going to finish it off right here. And and they've just gotten really terrible. And then all of a sudden they say a few years later, hey, I know we said we were done with this, but we're going to bring it back. It's like a, a Rolling Stones tour. It's like this is the last tour and we're getting really old and we're not really remembering all of our lines and shit. And but they run out of money. five years later, hey, we, we'd like to get your cash now. And but we're we're really together for the moment because we haven't been able to afford the the super good drugs, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna come back around town. And it's it's with Halloween, H two O did that. It reinvigorated the series for that movie, and then the one that followed up was with I think it was Buster Rhymes, and they did the reality show in the house, and that was yeah, that was not a good follow up. And so they then they had to completely relaunch. Uh, they did the remakes. Friday the Thirteenth, same thing. We get to uh, Jason goes to hell, and then we come back with Freddy versus Jason, and that was like revigorated the series. And then they did Jason X, which kind of which was the greatest film of all time. I love Jason X, but it's a dumper. Yes, and then they do the remake. So and and Hellraiser, I think that's sort of the same thing. Although I will have to wait and see how the remake does. Yeah, I'm curious. So. That would be cool. I'm sure there's a there's a potential that this will still happen again. Depends on when they run out of movies. I mean, in every way, shape, or form, I know that Doug Bradley hasn't been associated with Pinhead for a number of years. Right. But I'd really like to see him return to the role. Yeah. No, I agree. That'd be great. But um, it's like it's like we'll England as Freddy Krueger. You do you don't want to see someone else play that part. No. But I guess we're gonna see someone else play Han Solo soon and that kind of bothers me in the same way. Well, save that for your your Star Wars podcast. You're going to do a Star Wars podcast? No, never. You should. I, mean, I wouldn't put it on this network, Dave. Yeah. Never. <laughs> what are you I, talking? I couldn't think of anything clever to say. I'm not going to do a Star Wars podcast because I don't like Star Wars that much. You could do an anti-Star Wars podcast. You know what else I could do? Not an anti-Star Wars podcast. I could take that time and sit on a couch without pants on. Sitting on the couch is my anti-drug and my anti-Star Wars podcast. You do sitting on a couch podcast. I could do. Oh, that'd be pretty good. Podcast about sitting on a couch. Without pants. Without pants. Hey, well, we're back with no pants hour. I still got no pants on. We're 45 minutes in. No pants. We'll check back in in five minutes, see if I got pants on. (laughs) Somewhere around the half hour, Mark, I dropped the Cheeto. It'll be all about... I don't know where it is, if it's in the couch cushions or if it's in mine. It'll be all pants-related topics. Or not pants-related topics. This week in pants-related technology, they're making a new stretch denim. (laughs) Donald Dunk. Donald Donald Duck. Duck. He didn't wear pants. He did not. Why should I wear pants? Donald Duck didn't. Yeah. I'm I'm writing the president... He'll he'll understand me. Of Disney. 
Uh, we have some correction in our feedback, Matt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the correct that we talked about. Uh, he actually emailed me to let me know how to say his last name, although he said he admittedly enjoyed our pronunciations better. But you say his last name, Suhida. There are a lot of letters in there that do not correspond <laughs> with the spelling or with the, the pronunciation of that name. But uh, sorry, buddy. Sorry we what, fucked the dog on that one. What did uh, Greg Suhida say? He just said we're like the fucking greatest thing since sliced bread. Um, he offered to give Corey and I both a million dollars. We turned it down. I mean, no, he, uh, he basically just said that we're funny. Can't fucking I can't remember that was a week ago. <laughs> see if see if that stands up after this week's episode. Yeah, he apologized for saying that we're only like kind of funny, and I'm like, ah, whatever. I don't really give a shit. Doesn't not call me a fat hipster. Oh, you said funny. I thought you said phony. Oh no, no, no. He was actually super nice. That's still applicable. Yeah, yeah. you're a phony. Anyways, well, 47 minute mark. I got some Doritos stuck in between my thighs. <laughs> If I had pants on, this would be easier to clean up, but I now have cheese dust in my taint. Sitting 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 on a couch without pants <laughs> hour. Is the no pants hour with your boy Johnny Pantsless. <laughs> All right. I'm Episode two fucking, mom makes you put uh, the plastic covering over the couch. I'm losing my mind right now. <laughs> It'll be fun to do is a podcast that's different every time. Like you'd have to come up with a different concept for each episode. Fun for everybody except the listeners, yeah. which is how we do this show. <laughs> yes, I was just thinking that. It'd be very confusing. <clears throat> Someone's trying to figure out what the hell we're talking about. Oh, so speaking of no fun, <laughs> right? To our review. Fucking segue. <laughs> um, Dave, how did you find this movie? I went on to um, archive.org. And they have free horror films. And I was looking for a really, really bad free horror film. All right, you succeeded. And I found this one. Oh, you can actually ask or, or thank Mark Krawcheck for helping me out finding this one. God damn, I'm sending him a message right now. So that's the <laughs> second emailing of Anthrax we're going to send out. Yeah, Mark, right. um, Mark's been on this show before, right? He's been on this yes, podcast. he was just he was on, on a couple weeks ago. Okay, yeah. You know, I don't know... If if you guys are confused about the rules, we we have you choose a movie. You're not relegated to choosing shitty ones. It's it's okay to pick a good movie. Okay, on on in my defense, this mm-hmm. is a continuous theme because Matt and I used to do a podcast called the Sci-Fi Film School, and basically Matt hated every single movie that I picked. For us, I'm to trying watch. to figure out how this is a defense, Dave. Well, I'm just saying it's it, it's it's in correlation. It's in it's a continuation of that is what that is. You're never coming back. <laughs> okay, I promise. <laughs> Next time I will pick a halfway. You, I don't even know if I could trust you right now. I feel I feel like no, no. our 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 dating relationship is on the fritz. You keep <laughs> telling me you're going to take me out to dinner, but you never take me out to dinner. Swiping left. Too day. busy playing video games with your friends. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So we mentioned earlier, but this movie is called Grave of the Vampire. It's. <laughs> I don't know, man. The maniacal laughter of like you fuckers, you stupid fuckers. Let me choose this. Do either of you uh, even know what this movie is like? What happened? 
Yes. Okay. Sort of, yes. Yeah, no, exactly what happened. I'm not proud of it. I don't feel good about it. It's kind of a shit thing to do to somebody. Well, uh, if, if I if I remember correctly, which I checked out about halfway through, but uh, a vampire bangs some slut. She ends up having a baby that's gray, and she doesn't get it. She cuts her titty open after dripping blood on the, the baby's mouth, and that was the creepiest baby mouth blood-sucking <laughs> visual ever. And then she wants to become a vampire, and I think that's when my brain gave up no she never wants to become a vampire so what the fuck did uh, i watch then <laughs> so here's what happens so uh, this couple at a party they go out they they're just they decide they're gonna bang in the cemetery in their car at the same time some schmuck who's been dead who was a rapist from the 30s uh but somehow turns into a vampire crawls out of his grave now let's start with the opening scene when the credits are rolling it's like 10 minutes of just looking at the the grave and a yes. heart beating inside like the telltale heart the most boring fucking thing to do to open up your movie but that's how they get you that's just like keep watching something's gonna happen something's gonna happen some, sometime some point in this movie something's gonna nothing fucking happen uh <laughs> This guy gets out, he kills the boyfriend, and then he drags the the woman into his grave, rapes her, but leaves her alive. So she goes to the hospital, finds out she's pregnant, assumes that the baby has to be the boyfriend's, uh, has completely blotted out the idea that it could be the the murderous thing that raped her in the, the graveyard gets all argumentative and shit with her doctor who says, by the way, your your kid is stillborn. Uh, I would like to get that out of you because it's just going to suck the life out of you, basically. And she's like, no, no, I my baby's fine. No, I'm, I'm your doctor. I've been your doctor your whole life. Your baby's not fine. It's going to fucking kill you. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I don't believe in you. I'm going to take my baby, go home, have this crazy bitch who's been laying in the bed next to me this whole time, deliver it. And then she, like, when she looks at the baby later on, is like, your baby's a really weird color. We should go to the doctor. No, no, the baby's okay. By the way, I'm going to cut off my nipple and, and see if this blood helps him a little bit. No, 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 wait. No wait, reason for it. That was by accident. She didn't realize, she didn't know what she was doing at first. That was a total accident. That was a lot of blood for an accident with your fucking finger. You know, that, that's not like, that was not a small accident. That's like, well, let's just throw a little blood at it. That was, that was like feed me Seymour shit going on right there. <laughs> Did you see? Did you see her when she was giving birth to the baby? She was holding on to the bed frame of the bed. That, as you do, That's it. Oh shit! I do the same thing when I poop. That was. Uh, people do that for other things too. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just said what the other thing was. <clears throat> Which is why it's terrible for my wife to sleep next to me. Um. Because I don't aim on my side. What else happened, Corey? So nothing. So she she feeds the baby to the point where she dies. She's gone. She 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 used too much blood, and the the baby survives. No, she she lives to to old age. The mother she lives. Does? Really? Yeah. She. I thought it was like actually killed her. Because there's a big time jump. And there is a big time jump. Time jump is when the baby is adult. 
looking into his mother's um, coffin at her funeral. Okay. But she was always, like, not particularly well after that. Probably because... Yeah, you're probably right. She probably aged quicker than she wouldn't, than she would have if she hadn't have had the the baby. Well, she's blood breastfeeding this guy until his he's. Can we just establish that the guy is like forty? <laughs> I mean, that that's the other thing too. Is that I don't know at what point in time this party is supposed to happen. These two go and and bang, but like the guy when we when we see the son later and he's enrolling in a class in college. Everybody in the college is is in their forties. Uh, which I, I guess back when we valued education, that was something that would just happen. And there were so many people in the class that the teacher had to kick people out of the class at the beginning. He's like, uh, sorry, some of you can't stay. There's not enough seats, so get the fuck out. Uh, I'm super popular, by the way. I'm also a rapist vampire in my, my night studies. But as interesting as it is, we're, we're going to talk some stupid shit here. So he, okay, the son who was the baby, he, like, goes on kind of a, um, a crusade to find his father. And that's how he ends up in the class that his father's teaching at this night school somewhere. Now, he seems pretty sure that this is where he's going to find his dad. But he enrolls in the class. Like, if, if you've determined that you know who the dude is and you, you've determined that you know that the guy's a vampire and everything else... Why are you hanging out? Why are you not just murdering him out on the sidewalk when he leaves the school later? It, I, that was no. I just I just want to kick it and see, you know, what else is going on and meet some random hookup chicks in here. I guess too. So he, he wants to get some play. Well, maybe he just wanted to feel things out. To maybe find out if his dad was a really bad person because maybe you know he's hoping that his dad would be you know turn out to be the vampire, but you know a nice vampire. It. fatherly vampire I, I never meant to leave you son don't do this man don't do this to me man no yes. I, I love you you it's gonna be okay it, it's not your fault it's not your fault no man it is my fault no it's not your fault man that's that's what i'm afraid of is that it's just it would it would have been much touchier feeler at that point in time or maybe his dad would have just like popped open a nipple and said here drink up you guys got way more out of this movie than i did <laughs> <clears throat> And I was like multitasking the whole time. <laughs> it was not an easy movie to watch. I mean, it it went on for a really long time. The the whole scene, like after the the first class, the 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 teacher vampire rapist goes and he he murders a librarian for no reason. And like it was it was so totally the the rapist mentality too of like oh you you made it seem like i was going to come here and we were going to hook up and she's like no get out and he's like no this is your fault you you implied that we were going to do this and so then he just like he murders her and stuff but it was like there's a lot of things in this that were very adult themes for a movie that looks like it was made for tv and it was filmed like an 80s soap opera uh the film quality in this was was like video, not actual film. And it was very weird, like yeah. how intense they went with some of the ideas. It was very, I think it was very low budget at the time. I want to say this was 1973 or something like that. 72, I think. But it, but it looks like a film that was made like in the early 60s to me. 
It, other than the, the haircuts and everything. <laughs> it was so, bad. yeah, so the, the son goes to this party where one girl from class totally tries to hook up with him and he's not into her. And then the other girl that apparently is the spitting image of the vampire's dead wife from the 30s, uh, she hooks up with the dude. But the first girl at the party, like the the vampire guy shows up looking for the one who looks like his wife. And she's like, I just figured out that you're secretly this croft person and that you're a vampire and I want you to turn me into a vampire. And he's like, okay, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll turn you into a vampire. And then he just murders her and drops her in the shower while his son is upstairs banging the other girl. Uh... I don't know at what point it goes from this to a party at the teacher's house. That was and a bunch of people from class are there. That was very confusing. That was really weird. So like a whole bunch of other people from class decide they're going to go to the teacher's home. And they're all in a room together. And again, the son and the, the main girl go upstairs at some point. But then the other four people from the class all just kind of get murdered by the vampire guy. They're all in a room. They're all just standing there, and he kills one of them. And the other guy's like, oh, you're not going to kill me. And he actually tries to fight him a little bit. But it he just doesn't do very well. And then the two girls just kind of, like, fall apart. So just random, like, I've got all these kids here, and I'm going to kill all of them, and I have no problem thinking that I'm going to be able to cover this up tomorrow. Well, basically, he's thinking, oh, this is a feast. This is a smorgasbord for me. Let's do it. Start dinner. Uh, But yeah, so then the son and him confront each other. Now, the son has extra abilities because he's kind of like Blade. You know, he's the son of a living woman and a vampire dad. So he's strong enough to be able to fight the guy. And they... They have a good 10-minute fight scene. It was basically like they live, only shitty. But the the whole thing culminates in he does defeat Caleb Croft, his dad. As he's about to finish him off, Caleb curses him. And then he turns into a vampire himself with the worst fake teeth I've ever seen in pretty much anything. <laughs> and it, it finishes off with the the end or is it thing, which yeah. I guess was big in the 70s. I don't understand how he became full-fledged vampire. Is it because he killed his father or did something else trigger it? His father is is basically, as he's about to st- uh, stab him with the, the wooden stake, which was a leg from a table. So let's hope that was real wood. Uh... He's he curses him. He starts yelling at him like, you know, cursed or undead or something that just basically was like you could tell that's what he was doing is he's trying to pass on the curse of being a vampire to him. I don't know how that is supposed to have happened, but it it is it just almost immediately like after he he kills his dad, then he starts going a little bit crazy and his face distorts and becomes a vampire. 
So was this supposed to be a series? Was this supposed to continue? Did it ever make this think, yeah, people are going to love this. They're going to want to see more of this. Let's see if we can take this into the next level with a sequel. I never thought to look it up on IMDb because maybe there's some trivia. Uh, most of the trivia is this movie is a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, if anybody does a podcast about this, fuck them. Fuck them for trying. And crusty dog turds should you give this movie? Yeah, I don't... actually got a five out of ten on IMDb, which is <laughs> outrageous to me. <laughs> I don't think there's been enough people to get an accurate score. It it, it just it's impossible. Six hundred and ninety-one people. It was filmed in West Germany. Fucking Germans, man. West Germany, France, Mexico, and the United States in Boston. That's a that's a lot of places to go for what is a movie that looks like it was filmed mostly in somebody's neighborhood. Like, can we get access to the graveyard? The guy at the graveyard's like, yeah, fuck it, I don't yeah, care. I don't give a shit. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab an actress and dig pull her into a grave with me at some point. Yeah, whatever you gotta fucking do, you kids. It was reissued as Seed of Terror at one time in the U.S. Yeah, it. I feel like this is one of those films you would see late night on a on a Saturday night with your local uh, yes. horror host, and and that's all this was made for is just to be some Saturday night special thing uh, in the middle of the night on a UHF channel. Yeah, but it's and that's just, all. It, that's like, all it should ever be done. No, you should not ever watch this on your own. <sighs> we we really we we try not to we try to point people to where you can find the films on Amazon and everything and a fair we'll be we'll be honest with you it gives us a little bit of credit if you use our links uh, we don't want it this time <laughs> protect yourself <clears throat> stay away think of the children <laughs> it's just I, I don't know I can watch it so bad Dave it is it was <laughs> it was filmed in eleven days. A uh, budget of fifty thousand dollars. Um, Did you say 50, I, I have to wonder where the money went. No, fifty thousand. Okay. It was uh, Caleb Croft also appears in Kim Newman's Anno Dracula novels. So the character so lives on somewhere else in these novels. Yeah, because that's that's the other thing too. Now Caleb is the dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not even like it it was the novels and this is a setup for the the story for the son. Caleb Croft was the dad. Caleb Croft was a bizarre excuse for a vampire. Because all we know about him is that he he was married in the 1930s. He was a murderer and a rapist and then he somehow becomes a vampire and pops out at some point later to to kill his family. Maybe that was the 30s, but I don't really think that that's that's not what I got when I was watching them at their party. And so the time jump to when the sun is going is really strange, because if that's in the 70s, then maybe maybe he had just died in 1930. And that's when they found him, because the sun is old. The sun is not young. Well, okay. I, I just I couldn't understand what some of the timelines was. But as as far as making this character a vampire, he was not visually interesting. As a vampire, you know, he, he comes walking out of the crypt like a zombie in a, a torn up 
ratted suit uh, with with tears all over it. Like that's how it would have deteriorated. And then my time, maybe from thrashing around trying to get out. And then he becomes a teacher. It's like, well, you know, yeah, I was an asshole in my life, but what I really want to do is educate the next generation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's just his cover to get other victims, right? I mean, he's basically, he's Donald Sutherland in Animal House. It's like, I'm just doing this to to fuck with kids and get laid and, oh, and occasionally eat people. I'm ready to stop when you get there. Again, I apologize. No, it was, never. no, no. It's it, it's always fun to force myself to watch such garbage. Are you not entertained, Dave? It's fun for me too, as well. Yes, you're right. I, I which, like to watch you squirm, Matt. Yeah, which I totally understand and get, and that's what I've expected. It's and as I mentioned before, is I just feel bad because I never have much to say about it because it's like fuck this movie. I want my fucking time back. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason that I that I feel bad. I just love uh, your reactions. That's why I continue to do this. Wow, thanks. Next time I'm gonna I mean, be like, "This is the fucking greatest movie ever." I love this movie so much. And then you're gonna be like, "Well, I just wasted my pick." Why isn't that smiling? Don't do this to me. <laughs> With that being said, let's rate it. Um, now, after we rate it, I do want to come back to something. Oh, so do it, do it now. Just keep that do in mind. Now. No, no, it's 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 for it's it's for after we write. Oh, fine, you fucker. All right, we're gonna do it on a, th- a three tier scale of dog shit. Uh, first of all, we're gonna do rewatchability dog shit on zero to five. Dave, you being the esteemed guest, you get to go first. On a scale of one to three, zero to five. Where the hell did you get oh, one to three from? <laughs> I'm gonna give it a zero on rewatchability. All right, as long as you're on that one, Corey. Uh oh yeah no yeah, yeah. I, I I couldn't even <sighs> okay so I I've mentioned before that I watch a local uh horror series on uh on Saturday nights uh, the creepy coffee movie time mm-hmm. which is no longer being filmed but if for some reason those guys came back on the air and did this movie I would watch it for that and for that alone fair enough I obviously give it a zero. Story zero to five, Dave. I'm gonna give it a two. Wow. And it's not terrible. I mean, they're trying to have they built a history of the character. Well, a weak history. And they they built a world around this one character, and I thought that was kind of interesting. So it's not mm-hmm. terrible. Fine. Can't even argue that with you. But uh Corey. Uh Oof. No, I can't. I just can't. <laughs> There's the story is it just did not come together at all for me. I'm I'm gonna go zero on it. Yeah, I clearly giving this a zero as well. So if you're surprised by that, I don't know. I have no words. Uh, You've not heard this show before. Yeah. Scaring a zero to five, Dave. <sighs> Should not require this much thought. One, <laughs> a one. Yeah. How at any point did this ever scare you? Other than by being total fucking garbage. I mean, we have to we have to rate it. We got a kind of picture that scariness is we're desensitized. We're also pricks. 
Uh, sometimes we got to rate the scariness on would it be scary to somebody else? And yeah, I think I think a one is is fair for Dave to say that. That that's okay. I'm Who's... I'm gonna base it on my like if I was a kid, like my younger self, like my eight year old or my twelve year old self. You know, sitting in my room watching our black and white TV that we had uh, on UHF, some UHF channel late at night, it would it would freak me out a little bit. So that's what I'm rating. I'm giving that rating based on. Fine. Corey. Yeah, I'll give it a one in, in much the same way. Going back in time to being you. Well, and and because don't don't try and anybody, talk me anymore. You know, I have a problem with with seeing women get manhandled yeah, and true. killed and raped and stuff. So that always gives me the level of un- of discomfort that Mm. not good i'm sticking with my zero you should but i at least can agree with what the two of you have said there now Corey, what did you want to go back and talk about so uh i wanted to get the honest scores first before we revisited this dave the last time you were on you brought us manos the hands of fate (laughs) oh i know what you're gonna do here okay so it before you you recall the numbers what do you think of that film versus this film? They're about even. They're about the same. Well, actually, I think um, Manos was worse than this one. That's how you rated it, because Manos, yeah. you gave a zero for rewatchability. You gave a zero for story. Oh, no, 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 no. You're reading mine. Dave gave it a one for rewatchability, zero <laughs> for us. Uh, Story oh yes, he gave one zero one. I was looking at I was thinking that they were broken by category. Yeah. So yeah, one for rewatchability, zero for story, and one for scariness. So this one ranks one point better than Manos. Essentially, if you look at it that way. It's fucking outrageous. I can't believe you whatever. I, I'm a sucker for bad movies. Which is fine. That's that's your thing. You so do, is you Croft. Do. Croft is a sucker too. Uh, um, Topknot says Dave, stop fingering the water bottle. It's making them uncomfortable. Fingering? I wasn't. I think that was you. You were fingering the water bottle. I, I'm gonna tongue it right now. Uh, total, total euphemism. Uh, whatever. All right. You can contact us by leaving us a voicemail at 805-328-3966. You can email us at pot at gncast.com. You can leave us a uh, if you oh. If you email us, uh, give us suggestions as to what you think could possibly be a worse fucking movie than this. Maybe we'll watch it. Your, that should be your goal. You guys should try to find the worst horror film ever. I should also just drive a nail into my penis. You know, while, I didn't while Matt's do... sitting on the couch, you can just drive a heavy spike into his penis on the couch. Uh, we're at uh, minute 57 of the uh, pantsless couch hour. <laughs> I got a new bag of Cheetos and a $5 box from Taco Bell. God, I'm going to totally do that show. I also didn't start doing this podcast to uh, find shitty movies. I wanted to find good ones, but maybe we'll have like a shit off. Yeah. Yeah, like next June. June will be like our midsummer shit off. <laughs> we just find shitty movies. Keep that in mind, Corey. Keep that in I mind. Would never forget it. Um, yeah, so you can leave us a message on our website. Also, uh, tell us what you like, what you don't like, what we can do better, what we can do worse. 
You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast of Terror. You can also subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your favorite podcatchers. Leave us some uh, leave us some feedback, five star hey, reviews. Also, don't forget uh, you get people can take a look at your profiles on our website oh, if you yeah. want to learn more about Matt and Mister Corey right there. Yeah, there's a reason we don't tell people that. We don't want them to find out that we're fat hipsters. I mean, if you watch the video, you kind of can see it. That's true. That's very true. Way to blow our cover, Corey. I'm not very hip. <laughs> All subscription options and links can be found at gncast.com slash subscribe. And you can find us on Facebook under the Galactic Network. Dave, tell the nice people where they can find you and everything you do. You pretty much said it. All um, just take out the pot <laughs> gncasts.com gncasts.com I feel good about the website we were having some issues for a while something slowed the website down big time it was like a it was like pulling teeth trying to uh, load any pages up so I did some work behind the scenes and it's running faster right now. So if you've been to the website before and you're like, oh my God, this is just the slowest piece of shit website ever, please come back to it. Uh, GNcasts.com. Baby, and, come back. And check out our other shows too. I mean, we got um, we got my shows, uh, Alien Invasion. We've got um, Weird World Weekly, which, um, oh, Corey's going to be on with Matt on the next episode. So if, if you want more Corey Matt, uh, check out the uh, next episode of Weird World Weekly. <laughs> what? Can't That's just a form of Corey Matt. Yeah. I mean, yes, you should check out Weird World Weekly. Uh, honestly, uh, I, I think I've said this multiple times. One of my favorite podcasts, uh, and, even when I'm not on it. And you know, you guys can't swear, right? Yes. So I always love a challenge. Yes. Make sure that you don't swear and I'll be happy, okay? I'm going to get them out now. Boobs fart damn. Okay. I'm good. But uh, just continuing what I was going to say, I was going to say that uh, you can, um, yeah, all the check out the website, gncast.com. Check out my shows. Check out all the other shows. Uh, it's five years old. We've been doing this for five years now, and I'm very, very proud of what we have built. And you guys, I owe a lot to, to you guys for helping me build it. So thank you very much, guys. Uh... Seriously. No? Okay. Oh, no, it's it's been fun. Uh... We went from my bedroom in an apartment to my bedroom in a house, and you never know. To his bedroom in prison. My bedroom in prison. That's where we're going to do it. If I get arrested, I'm hoping that they'll let me do podcasts from, from prison. Probably not, though. I mean, they'll have to roll a couch in there. <laughs> that fucking black couch that everyone gets banged on. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Um, Corey, where can people find you? <laughs> Uh, you can find the comics that I work on at donutscomics.com. Matt, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt the Lifeguard. That's gonna do also oh. no, no. Oh. We we have a big announcement that I don't think we got to really talk about too much last week. You just had, as my T-shirt kind of advertises, yeah, a release. Yeah, all over the couch. Yeah, I released everywhere. <clears throat> I've been spending the last week cleaning it up. It's a fucking mess. No, our band Drown the Lifeguard released an EP called Electing Parasites, which we released digitally on election day. Yeah, see where we're going with this? Uh, you can find it at drownthelifeguard.bandcamp.com. 
and uh yeah we have physical copies coming in i think this friday favorite favorite of the show gary app did all the artwork for it so it's been a shit ton of work but it's been pretty cool go yeah, go download like you, it and pay me money there's a link to, <laughs> there's a link to it on the uh, gn cast yes web. thank you for doing that today that was mighty sweet of you welcome i'm sure our numbers are through the roof because of you <laughs> we got nine people listening to that son of a bitch <laughs> all right big numbers big numbers big numbers all right well thanks again for listening to another episode of the podcast of terror and we will talk to you guys next week hi there this is brett stewart from geek cinema society are you a film lover do you consider yourself a connoisseur of the silver screen well geek cinema society is a weekly roundtable program where each episode we touch on a film considered pivotal to geek culture from blade runner to the goonies to mad max we dig into it all Plus, our guest each week hasn't seen that week's film until the episode. Join me and my co-hosts, Nicole Davis and David Luzader, on a spectacularly fun journey that hits your podcast feed every Sunday. Available on Blazing Caribou Studios. Next week on the Podcast of Terror. Next week we are joined by producers of... Dun, 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 karate motherfucking tortoise uh annie chang and christina miller uh they do a bunch of other really cool shit too but i didn't want to take away from the fact that they do karate tortoise uh annie chang is actually on oh shit what is it blue bloods not blue, blue bloods. bloods is it blue bloods i believe that's are we sure the way i remember it well that's I'm why time thought, to open up the email that they sent me that tells me what breaking they did. my balls talking about it i really want to say it's blue bloods um, like I said, oh, trying to open up the email, killing time. Hanging here. out with a Wahlberg. Killing time. Uh, Christina has written, acted, and produced her own CV, uh, series. I don't know how to say it, but there's a website that'll be in the show notes for next one. Shades of Blue. Annie was on Shades, Shades of Blue. Blue. Uh, NBC first season finished. Uh, we should yeah. totally edit this. No, no. <laughs> this is not how this podcast works. We edit nothing. Annie, thank you for coming on to our show. And I'll, have, I'll have my respectful. shit together next week. She won't listen to this, but I hope, <laughs> I, maybe she will. I'm not sure. Anyways, Annie Chang, Christina Miller will be here. Uh, we're going to be talking about 1960 Psycho. So thanks again for listening to another episode of the podcast here. And I'll, uh, Corey and I will talk to you guys next week. Stay scared, everybody. listening to another episode of the podcast here you can help galactic netcast pay for our web and audio hosting by supporting us on patreon by going to patreon.com slash galactic netcasts and pledge as little as dollars a month this has been a galactic network podcast for more go to gncast.com that's g-n-c-a-s-t-s.com